Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets. What's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. On my left is the author and investor, Michael Hampton, also an old favourite of the show. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Very well, Dominic. Good to be here. And on my right is sitting John Mark Stoudy, another friend of mine. He runs the company Riverside Resources, about which we're going to be talking in today's programme. Riverside is a company I, I like very much and it's one in which I own shares. Hello, John Mark. How are you doing? Hello, Dominic. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. Now, John Mark, um, Riverside uh, operates, it's it, it, it exploring for gold and other metals, and it operates under what's known as the prospect generator model. So why don't we start by you describing what that model is? The prospect generator model is a very simple model that we use our knowledge to acquire projects, either from private owners or on our own, using our databases and knowledge. And then we find partners to then invest in the projects where we retain an interest and we have the other people dilute or invest into the property. We continue to own the projects. So basically, you, you find a property, you think this has got something to it, uh, you spend a bit of money acquiring the property, hopefully you acquire it at below the market value, and then you go to somebody else and say, here, look, I've got this really good property, uh, do you want to do a 50-50 venture on it? You spend the money and I'll give you 50% of it. That's correct. And in fact, we actually do do some of the work ourselves and we create the value in the property by doing geology, doing investment into it. So it isn't actually buying it under market or per se. We buy it very cheaply, but we do add a lot of value. It's almost like homes. If you pick up, fix up a home and then you can sell it for more, we actually lease the homes out as though you were renting your homes. So we've built up 20 properties now for Riverside Dominic. 20 properties, all of them, where are they all? They're in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. 90% are in Mexico. Excellent. 20 properties. Now, what's the, uh, what's the market cap of the company at the moment? The market cap in Canadian and U.S. dollars, which are about parity, is $30 million. And you're sitting on quite a bit of cash as well? Riverside has $10 million in cash and $5 million worth of equities of junior partners. It, part of our prospect generator model, in fact, is taking ownership in the pro- companies that option our properties. So we've been paid in cash. We made over a $1 million profit last quarter, and we're paid in shares, and we continually get more shares of our partners. We own 10 to 20% of the companies that we've partnered the projects out to, and we still own 100% of the properties. Excellent. Now you've got 20 properties. I suppose we should find out who your partners are and how many of those properties are on JVs and how many you're keeping to yourself. So we currently have five junior company partners, companies like Choice Gold, Sierra Madre, and uh, Mexigold. We also have major company partners like Cliffs Natural Resources. They're a huge iron ore company. And Antifagasta, one of the world's largest copper companies. Antifagasta and Cliffs both fund without having shares, but they actually pay for us to generate properties for them. 
These we call alliances. They're a wonderful way to build a company. It has no dilution to Riverside, and it requires the major company to fund it for two or three or more years. We did that recently with Kinross Gold. Kinross then decided to no longer proceed with the $15 million required expenditure. They gave the properties back to us. Within 90 days, we bundled those up into a new company, which we still own 20% of the company, and we have an incredible amount of work going into those properties. Riverside does all that work, but Mexigold is the company that's actually paying for it. So we do that with no dilution to Riverside. It's a great way to build a company. It's uh, taking the risk out of exploration. Well, we're sharing the risk. We're definitely still investing into our people and into the ground, and the stock goes up and down. We also do drilling ourselves. So of those 20 properties, six of them we're moving forward ourselves. Of those six, two key ones, a high-grade gold and a high-grade silver, are the lead assets right now where news flows coming. On the gold side, the Tajitos is in the mega gold zone of Mexico, rich near many other mines. Some of the biggest deals that are happening in North America are happening around us, and we're delighted to have the Tajitos gold. And on the silver side, the Clemente silver, high-grade silver, again, very easy to work, good location in Mexico. And do you ever, when you're busy acquiring properties, do you kind of come across a property sometimes and think, actually, I don't want to JV this one, I want to keep this one all to myself? Exactly. In fact, those two properties are that way. And some of the others that we currently have now JV'd are ones that we had started that way. We took the risk. We drilled. It didn't turn out quite to be as beautiful as we thought. However, we were still able to return a one or two times the amount we put in paid back to us after having taken the risk. If they'd been a bit better, we would be a very rich, very big company, and all the shareholders would be delighted. But we've kept a smile on the face of the shareholders by not going too much into debt and finding partnerships on them. So exactly, Dominic, we tend to look for properties that we like ourselves, and then we progress them. And when we find the right time, we'll find a partner, or we do it ourselves. And uh, do you think building a mine is ever something you consider doing, or would you like to have farmed it out to somebody else to do all that? Right now, Riverside is very good at exploration and doing partnerships. It takes a lot of capital to build a mine. We're delighted to be minority interests in mine owners. Through time, we're getting more skill sets in doing that. Maybe at some point, someone will pay us to build a mine. Right now, it won't be diluting the shareholders. Now, Mike, let me bring you into the conversation here. I mean, I I really like this prospect generator model, and I think you do as well. I mean, why don't you give us your opinion on the model? Well, I think it's a great model, and uh, what, what I wanted to uh, ask, actually, uh, I know that there are some other companies doing this, and people like Rick Rule, who's one of the smartest uh, investors in the sector, thinks it's the single best model for, uh, for a junior company to have, and particularly likes that, and I do too. But I'd like to know, what, what gives you a competitive advantage? I mean, the model is part of it, but beyond the model, how are you able to get properties that suit you? that you have good potential. What do you look for? or what, How do you find these, these properties? Thanks, Mike. That's really fun. And so three things that really make us, one is knowledge of Latin America, particularly Mexico. I've been there for 20 years, did my PhD. Everyone on the team has worked at least 15 years, worked with major companies like Rio Tinto and BHP, and that's what makes Riverside. The second thing is use of very good technology. We're actually using GIS computer systems 
And that's really helpful to use all this data. The third is location. We're based in Vancouver around over a 1,000 junior companies that all need properties to grow. A day doesn't go by that my phone doesn't ring, even on weekends, asking me for a project or asking if I knew of some property because someone really wants to grow and wants gold and silver assets. So location, knowledge, and use of new technology. I can just just to just to kind of back John Mark up a bit. I, I uh, John said to me in the past, look if you if you're looking at a company, just send me an email and and I'll let you know what I think of the property. And every company in Mexico that I've asked him about, he's come back and he's known the property and had some insight into it that that I didn't have. So he he's done his homework. The other thing I wanted to ask is the uh, the other end. I, I do have two more areas of questions, but one of them is the other end of the investment. If I make an investment now. What sort of exit can I expect? Uh, how do I get my profit out? So as a shareholder, you're very lucky. It's difficult for me as the CEO because although I'm, it's my largest personal holding and I continue to buy, we don't sell any shares, and the shareholders don't want to see management selling shares. So as a shareholder, the way you get it is daily in the market and the big hits. There are three key things happening right now. One is the drilling ourselves. Secondly is the results of our partners drilling. And the third is the alliances. All three of those things have potential right now in the next quarter to help move the stock. Overall, the market's been very difficult, and it's pushed all of the stocks down. But I think if you plot Riverside stock versus most of the other stocks, you'll see Riverside has held up. Our business model is sound. Our cash position of $10 million means we're not needing to finance and to move the stock up on the drill results. Watch for drill results in the coming month. It'll be exciting to see what they come back with on the properties where our partners are drilling right now. So in in short, if I want to buy this stock, chances are I should buy in the market because you don't need the money. You don't need to come out for a placement at this point. It doesn't mean you won't do it at some point. But right now, you're not planning to do that. So the best way for me to become a shareholder is to buy the stock in the market. And a good way for me to exit, if, if I choose to do so, maybe at a higher price, is by selling in the market. And there's a ready market for, for me to do this as well. But suppose I want a long exit, and my real plan is to, to ride with you for some considerable amount of time. And um, you, you make a big hit yourselves or your partner makes a big hit. What happens then? Do you sell that project? Do you pay a dividend? What Do you have any definite plan or will you make that plan up as you go along? We actually have a definite plan. Right now we're working about doing a dividend. We've now built up such a share book that we're working to accumulate enough shares to do a dividend to people. We can't promise on that. It depends on the taxation for our shareholders and also the Toronto Stock Exchange. But having shareholders like Rick Rule, Eric Sprott, Cleveland Cliffs, Ken Ross, really good shareholders, they're delighted to not necessarily get a dividend. They want a big hit. The big hit will be on the discovery, and we look to sell out the company and keep, spin out to those shareholders a dividend of the smaller Riverside 2. It's been done quite often with the company with AUEX, which is now called Renaissance. It's a wonderful name. It is a renaissance. They sold out their major company to Frontier, and Frontier was then bought, spun out again with Pilot. And so if you were actually an AUEX shareholder, you've gotten two spin outs plus a buyout of Newmont all in three years. That's exactly what Riverside's trying to do. Two bites of the cherry, as it were. So one, one bite is a big hit on the, the winning project. And then you can stay on for the next, for the models, uh, additional, additional uh, iterations of the same success, uh, which may be coming after that. Yes, that's exactly right, and we count on doing that. You see that Altius has done that. You see that Virginia has done that, and I think that's exactly the model that Riverside's been following. 
So the other area, that the last area I wanted to ask about so far is is the specific projects you have. You mentioned uh, two big projects. Um, can you give me a little more detail on one or two of those uh, so we know, we, we know where to look for the big hit maybe in the next year or so? The detail in our projects are simply large open pit, bulk mineable style of gold systems. Those type of systems with very few drill holes can rapidly see the escalation in value. We saw that with Cap, with another company called was now Camino Rojo. The deposit was a company Canplatz, and this is a very common net. With a few holes, it really goes big. Notice on Riverside's drilling, we do that quite broadly. So the Tajitos project, we're spreading the holes out. We're looking for the giant hit. We're try, looking to build a billion-dollar company each year. We've been continuing to grow the asset base, and this project has that potential. The Clemente is bigger than many of the other projects in the area has, a, again, very large potential, five different targets. We're not saying that this is the only one, but this is a great opportunity. And Riverside picked this out of our database. We got it for staking. We've now worked on it for a year and a half, have built it up to be a wonderful discovery, and if we can take this from the cradle to great discovery, that would be wonderful. So we'll pick holes on that very large open pit gold. That's what you want to invest in. You know, what's, what I like about that is that, you know, in, in, in America and in football, they have this concept of the Hail Mary pass where you, you take a big gamble and you throw the football way down the field and maybe someone catches it and scores a touchdown straight away. And a lot of mining companies don't like to take those kind of big risks because that's really all they have. They don't want to kill off their big project. But you've got more than one big project, so you can afford to throw the Hail Mary pass. We do, and actually I'm an American, so apologize, but I actually understand that uh, analogy quite well. And in American football, you're allowed four downs. So we throw the Hail Mary pass on first down. On second down, we actually do a running play right up the middle and get eight yards. We get the first downs time and time again. But we do take the Hail Marys, but we don't do it on third down when there we have to punt the ball. We're not about punting the ball. We're about scoring a touchdown. Very good. Well, on that note, uh, I think I'll, I'll conclude the interval. Um, uh, the interval, the interview. Um, the, the ticker symbol is RRI. It's listed on the TSX Venture Exchange. The website address is www.rivres.com. Rivres.com. Also, just Google Riverside Resources. All right. Well, John Mark Stoudy and Michael Hampton, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 